Hello, everyone. I'm Christine Bentley with Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said, brought to you this evening by TD Wealth, your story, your future. So happy you could join us. Well, it's almost impossible to estimate the power of the arts on the human spirit and condition. But a Canadian woman, Marilyn Field, the founder of the charity Dare Arts, can give you a rough guess. She's been helping turn around youth for more than 20 years, and we're excited to hear that story. Now, even though you may not want to talk openly about it, like Kate and I do all the time, (laughs) most of us don't mind a little help looking, you know, rejuvenated. And if it's minimal downtime, then all the better. Yeah, but the issue is always finding someone who's ethical, legitimate, and actually delivers what they promise. So Clarity Medspa's Linda Murphy is going to help you do the right research and ask the right questions. Lifestyle expert Lena Almeida always has the right questions, and she has her pulse on everything that's new and cool, and what she is loving this week is the only smart oven you'll ever need, the Breville Smart Oven Air. She's going to run down the top 10 things you can do with this innovative small appliance. Ooh, I'm thinking students. Yeah, I'm thinking students and also basement apartments, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, because apparently you can do just about everything on it. So we'll find out more about that. Now, film critic Anne Brody doesn't love every movie she sees, and and she's fairly upfront about that. But uh, she'll tell you in the preview if, you know, which are good ones to see and which ones aren't. And a few of the ones we're going to chat about this evening include Bon Cop, Bad Cop 2, much anticipated a sequel in the multi-award winning and cult favorite Canadian crime flick. And just in time for Mother's Day. I can't wait to hear this one. (laughs) Yeah, the outrageously funny Snatched with Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer. They're a mother and a daughter who set off on a last-minute vacation together. Um... Yeah, okay. And everything that could go wrong probably goes wrong, but the two of them are hysterical. I mean, I I love both of them, and I think it works together. And also, she's going to have a look at Mommy Dead and Dearest, the HBO crime documentary Mm -hmm. about a wheelchair-bound adolescent girl accused of murdering her mother. Right. Now, in TD's Your Story, Your Future, we're going to be talking to Jenny Diplock. She's got tips for how to maximize your tax refund should you have been lucky enough to to get get one. one. Now, here's one of the things you should be spending some of your tax refund money on. We're giving 25% off for the uh, Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder, which is aimed for people, designed for people uh, 40 and up. It's delicious, vanilla chocolate. Go to myboomernutrition.com and you'll see a link that tells you where to buy. Put in uh, WSS Radio and you'll get 25% off and the delivery is free and it comes overnight. Amazing. Well, here's someone who doesn't need it, but maybe his parents would. 19-year-old singer Andrew Waynes is here all the way from Ottawa to perform his debut single, Loving Carefully, in our live studio sessions. And when we come back, Dare Arts founder Marilyn Field. This is what she said. Stay with us. If you ever doubted the power of the arts, not only to expand us, but to heal us, then you haven't met our next guest, nor the organization she founded some 20 years ago. It's called Dare Arts, and the founder of this charity joins us this evening, Marilyn Field. Welcome to what she said. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We are also joined by a Dare Arts graduate, Kiran Preet Bangu. Welcome also. Thank you. Marilyn, let's start with you. Tell us briefly what Dare Arts is all about and how you came to found it. Well, Dare Arts is a charity now across Canada, and as you said, 21 years old. And uh, what it does is empowers 
at-risk kids across the country to do arts as a way to help them um, find themselves, uh, especially when they've had to uh, gone th- go through life struggles of um, bullying or being bullied or poverty or um, or just the kinds of things that young people find themselves in these days. What exactly is the form of this program? It's actually a series of workshops that are day-long um, that are uh, done in partnership with schools and school boards. So the kids come out of school during school time to be part of these workshops uh, with the, the onus that then once they've been part of the days of their arts and experienced all of the arts, their job is to go back into the schools and teach their classmates from which they've come what they've learned about their arts, and that builds their leadership as well. So you see it as, as like a ripple effect mm. in which the people who participate go back and peer teach? Is that sort of... Absolutely. Right? Yes. So exactly. you, you believe that the arts have a huge power in developing future leaders? I do indeed. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it started really, as you had asked before about how Dare Art started, it started with my own self. Um, I uh, had lost my mum when I was two and the only way I got to find my mom is through the arts, uh, through seeing paintings that she had done that my dad had kept. We were very poor, but we lived on the, the edge of a farm. And the only way I really got to know about my mom was to go at night and dance with her in the farmer's field. So fast forward to when I was a youngster and my dad was uh, finding ways for me to take piano lessons again, found some solace and some, some healing um, through through my own experiences. And then fast forward again to when I became a teacher and realized that uh, when I arrived at school at 7.30 in the morning and there would be a whole horde of kitties waiting to go into the school with me, even in the middle of winter, sometimes in bare feet here in Toronto, but huge smiles on their faces because they were going inside to do the arts with Miss Field. And we did all kinds of things from music to dance to drama to visual art. And in every single case, as the kids found the art form that worked best for them, they told me that they now felt really excited about who they were and looking forward to their future and to having goals and dreams. And uh, that now um, they uh, they were ready to, to learn and become their best people and therefore take leadership of their own lives. Let's bring in Karen Preet now because you're a graduate. So you have a story to tell about how this helped you. Yes. Growing up, I grew up in a very traditional household around people who were not necessarily positive. I felt very trapped because they told me that because I was a girl, because I was young, and because of the way that I thought and I felt and the way I acted, that I was wrong. And I kind of fell into a depression and an anxiety state where I started to practice a lot of depreciating behaviors. And I kind of isolated myself and I had to pretend to be someone that everyone liked. And when I was introduced to Dare Arts, I found parts of me that I didn't know I had. And I developed leadership skills and I was able to figure out who I am as a person and really embrace that and show people that person. So it really had a big impact on you. Yes. Did you do what Marilyn hoped you would do? Did you go back into your into your school and spread the word, spread the message? Definitely. I think 
every day that I spent with Dare Arts was really exciting. And as a young child, you want to be able to share that experience with your friends. And I did that almost every day I got back from Dare Arts. I would go back and be like, oh, my God, we did this today. And it was so cool. And we learned about this. And, yeah, I want to spread the word about Dare Arts. And a lot of my friends were really interested in it. So I am glad that I was able to share that experience with them. It must be nice for you to see younger kids that are deriving the same benefit that you did or maybe a different circumstance, but but becoming empowered because of it. Definitely. I am coming back with Dare Arts. I do come back to volunteer, to work with the kids, and I absolutely love the experience of seeing them come into the room kind of shy and scared and lacking confidence, and when they leave uh, whatever they've done, whatever whether it's a dance or a, a piece of drama, they, they're so confident and they're so happy and it just makes me so proud of them to see that they're developing the same leadership skills that I was able to develop. Marilyn, what was it, what was that moment when you, when you realized that, you know, writing out a hundred times, I will not bring a knife to school, like that it wasn't working for the kids and, and maybe Mozart would. How did you come to that? I think it started with myself. Mm-hmm. I knew the power of Mozart in my life and couldn't see why that shouldn't work for others. And I think as well, it was survival of the teacher, <laughs> uh, finding out that certainly having the kids writing writing out lines was mm-hmm. ineffectual and what would work. And I was bound and bent, I think, with the same kind of love and enthusiasm that Kieran Preet was just talking about taking back to other students. I think I felt that as a teacher, that I wanted to give that back to the, my students, especially when they were elementary kids, so, you know, big burly guys in grade eight, um, who now very soon would be going on into high school and be choosing their own subjects. I felt... Um, a real onus to do something to let them know about the power and the, of beauty and Mozart and so many other great things of world cultures through time that they haven't been exposed to yet. So how can I expose them in a very for- short time to as much as possible of that beauty and history and cultures before they go on into their own bigger life? How do you select communities or individual youth to participate? We work with the schools. First of all, we're choosing schools in areas that are um, the most uh, vulnerable, the the most at risk, uh, lower usually lower socioeconomic areas, um, and uh, then the schools. Uh, in grades, we're targeting grades four through eight, elementary grades, um, choose the kids that they feel are going to be the ones who will most um, understand or, or need the program. And they choose two kids from each one of those grades to come out and be part of the program with the job knowing that those kids then are going to go back into their class and teach their class after they've had their dare arts experiences. But that's uh, that's how we choose the children. So even in Vancouver, it's the schools mm-hmm. in the downtown east side. And um, in Toronto, as we know, we have many neighborhoods that are mm-hmm. vulnerable neighborhoods, et cetera. You have a partnership with the Stratford Festival. We do indeed, yes. We've had that that for many years um, as a summer camp for our Toronto kids um, to be able to uh, have a week um, – in, in learning about and, and practicing Shakespeare. And within that week, uh, for the last, uh, almost 15, 20 years now, 20 years, uh, we've taken the kids down to see a, a show for, for one day in Stratford. Um, that partnership has expanded even further this year, uh, with this being Canada's, uh, 150 and, um, the, 
artistic director Anthony Cimolino choosing to have a theme throughout the plays at Stratford Festival of identity, it seemed just perfect that we have a chance to expand our partnership to include identity um, in a bigger way, including our First Nations. Excellent. And, and you have you have received international recognition uh, for this through the, the Children for Peace movement with the NATO Peacekeeping Forces. And you personally have been awarded the Meritorious Service Medal by the Governor General. And I would certainly agree this is meritorious and much needed service. Well, thank you. But, you know, uh, we can never rest on our laurels of ourselves. Nothing can be done without the family around us. Where can people connect with Dare Arts? And you? They can find us online at darearts.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the best place to find us. Well, Marilyn and Karen Preet, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having us. This is thank what you. she said. Stay with us. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung. And every time I see you grin... Well, rejuvenation at this time of the year is the name of the game for many of us. And there are a ton of names of procedures that are thrown around and new ones coming on stream. So it's worth finding out what they're all about and exactly what they do. So joining us this evening is Clarity Med Spa's Linda Murphy. Hi. Hello, hello. Um, So this time, let's talk about how to properly pick the facility to provide the non-surgical enhancements all of us want to enjoy because we hear a lot about scams out there. Who, mm-hmm. How do we know who's legit and not so much? So there's a fair bit of research, but I'm going to try and narrow it down. And I would say the first thing to do is to check credentials. And it's fairly easy to do. You go online, you go on their website, you click on that About Us, mm-hmm. and you look for credentials. At Clarity Med Spa, we are members of the Canadian Society of Aesthetic Nurses, not myself personally, but Chantelle Ward, registered nurse. She's got credentials that go from here to... Coming out the Indian. Yeah, coming out, <laughs> wrapping around. So um, she's got credentials. Um, I even would say, and she's a member of the American Society of Laser Medicine. Um, she's a member of... Um, she was actually the first, um, one of the first nurses in the early 90s to be trained at Mount Sinai on laser physics safety. And then she became an actual trainer. So when you dig down, just look for credentials. You can even check LinkedIn. When you go to LinkedIn, someone who has breadth and depth in their scope of services, they'll have a they'll build their LinkedIn out. They'll build it out so that all the services and all the all the credentials that they have are there as well. So I would say check check LinkedIn, check the website and ask around. Well, there's so many, you know, Linda, there's so many new and innovative products flooding the market, and they all promise, you know, the world. How much of the outcome is the machine itself, uh, whatever laser machine or whatever it might be, and how much is the skill or the experience of the service provider? So you've mentioned two things, the device and the service provider. When we're moving forward with a new with a new patient or a new client, there's three things that we're sort of marrying together. We're marrying the person and their wish list with a device. And then once you have the right candidate, you marry that person up with the right device. And then you need the right person working that device and operating that device. Devices don't stand alone. You know, many devices now have manual buttons, like it, not manual. They're um they're all preset, mm-hmm. but 
people that come into our clinic at Clarity Med Spa, their situation isn't always a preset button. So when you've got someone who has a unique situation, you you need an operator that can think and say, okay, these are the presets, but my person that's you know lying before me has a unique situation. You need someone that understands the technology, understands the problem or the wish list at hand, and that can marry those two together to give you the best possible outcome. So it's it's three things. It's not just the operator. It's the operator. It's the device, and it's the person that's that's with you. So on a scale of one to ten, how important is experience and expertise? Exper- it's like. A 12. It's not even a 10. It's a 12. Turning it all the way up yeah. to 11 then. 12. Yeah, it's a 12. Um, a 12.275. <laughs> you know, it's very, very important because you need someone that can think on their feet. Again, I go back to not everybody's the same, so not everybody's that preset button. So it's it's important to have that experience. And we've got, you know – 20-plus years' experience in this industry, lots and lots of experience. It's really interesting uh, when you see people who will, for example, spend six months researching to find the perfect black purse. Mm -hmm. And yet when they go to do something like this, they look at price. They don't do the research oh, and people, look at the experience. It's, it, it's in, you know, 50 shots of Botox for forty nine ninety nine. Well, you know, <laughs> it always amazes me how people do not ask me questions. And then it, it's really, really amazing when someone says, sorry, I'm gonna, I, I've just got a lot of questions for you. I'm like, bring it on. I like questions. I like a consumer um, that comes in that's educated because I know they understand the process and I can manage the outcome when they fully – like manage that outcome, what they're perceived – outcome is going to be when they fully understand the process. I would say nine out of 10 people do not ask questions. And it's a little frightening. So I'm saying people, listeners, ask questions. It's so important. So tell us what questions people should be asking. Okay. How long have you been in business? How long have you been doing this? Um, Tell me a little bit about your team. What devices do you work with? You know, how many devices, even if you're just coming in for laser hair removal, look around and see if they only have one device or if they have a plethora of devices. When someone has a lot of devices, you know they're in this business. They've invested in non-surgical cosmetics. So at Clarity Med Spa, we've got that covered off. So you go down on our drop-down menu of services, you'll see all kinds of devices. So we don't we don't channel people towards the only device we have we channel them towards any of of a number of devices that they could possibly need so we're not like trying to serve them chicken when we only sell fish if that makes sense there is a certain amount of trust that goes into it because i know that i have been uh, i have been somewhere where i i got a procedure that wasn't done correctly yeah. as i found out later yeah but i had no way i guess i didn't ask the right questions yeah. and, and, and i was i was i was not encouraged to ask questions yeah and 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 i'll even say when people sign consents and they sign them blindly i'm like okay you might just want to read that just just read that and ask me some questions like take your time and read it um but if know, a provider doesn't want to answer questions and basically says look we're experts don't worry about it then is that is that a red flag? Yeah, it's a red flag that they really don't know their stuff, you know. And and 
Almost everybody does a consultation. Most places will do a free consultation. You know, they'll do a 15 or 20 or 30-minute consultation. We provide free consultations because we like meeting new people. And my goal in a consultation is always, and I say to people when they book, why don't you come and see me? I promise you, even if you choose not to move forward with us, you will have learned something. And if you decide to shop, you'll ha- I'm going to set you up for the right questions and you'll either come back to Clarity Med Spa or you won't. But consultations, go in, see the space, meet the people, feel the vibe, see if, if that's the person that you even want to do business with. Well, while we've got you here, can mm-hmm. we switch subjects a little bit? Because yes. we found out, of what? course, that Justin Trudeau is a cupper. No. Yes. It oh was, my you were away. God. You were on holiday and there was whole articles all over the place about how he is a cupper. And so, you talk to us about cupping procedures and facial cupping, body cupping, uh, cupping for cellulite and Justin Trudeau cupping. That's like better than the his- boxing ring. <laughs> like I need to see this. Justin, if you're listening, I will cup you. <laughs> So yeah, on his arm, but he had some bruises and that's because it it was static. So when when you have cupping that isn't in motion, for aesthetic cupping, the cupping is always in motion. So you get that contouring and gliding and it for body cupping and for um, cellulite and fascial adhesions, um, the cupping is always in motion. Well, that's where I've been using it. I've been using it um, around my IT band, around my knee. And Uh I have found that it's, um, I do it in the shower with some body wash. Um, Although Chantal told me five minutes, I'm like, I can't afford the hot water. but it seems – and I leave it on for a little bit after I've massaged it a bit. You can leave it on for a little bit. I can leave mine on for three, four minutes. And with the fascial adhesions, you can feel that separation of the connective tissue pulling away from the muscle. Where 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 I – we were taught to uh, use the foam roller. Mm-hmm. The foam roller would – it's counterintuitive. I'm compressing. You know, and the foam roller killed me. It hurts like And heck. it's like I'd have to see the chiropractor because my shoulders went up and I was in so much pain from foam rolling to loosen the the IT bands in my legs. So this is good scoop, ladies. Well, I just I just wanted to know if your sales of the cupping sets had well, just escalated since we found out the prime minister was in there. Well, the- I was away, so I'm going to just have to ch- – <laughs> I'm going to have to check the books for sure, for sure. Well, they will now that we've told everybody about it. <laughs> okay, so watch my Instagram, Clarity Med Spa or Clarity Med Spa To, and when Justin comes in for his cupping, I'll post that. Oh. <laughs> hashtag Justin Trudeau does cupping at Clarity Med Spa. Hashtag hashtag. <laughs> Linda, thank you so much for helping us out here and coming in. Thank you for having me. And how again. how can people reach you? ClarityMedSpa.ca. Just go to the website and call me. Call me. This is what she said. (laughs) Stay with us. Joining us now is lifestyle expert Lena Almeida, who is always willing to share what she is loving. And this week, she walks in saying... My life has been changed. It's changed. It's not lip service. See, we're talking about this before I even came on the air, how much I love the Breville Smart Air, Smart Oven Air. It's just amazing. Tell me about it because I might need one. Okay. Yeah. So if you live in a condo, 
I do. Yes. Or maybe a university or college dorm. Or if you're short on space, maybe Mm -hmm. you've got a cottage. Or you just don't want to buy a traditional oven. This is the countertop oven that you need. I mean, when people think of countertop ovens, maybe they think about reheating or toasting or baking small things. But this oven, this countertop oven just does it all. So it's the Breville Smart Oven Air. You can check it out on breville.ca. But I just wanted to tell you all about it because we've been using it almost exclusively now for two weeks. And rightfully so, it has changed my life. So okay. tell us about yeah. it. Go. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little about the technology first, just because if I'm telling you it's amazing, we have to understand what makes it different. So the first thing is that it's the world's first countertop oven with super convection technology. And what that means is super con- convection, it basically moves a greater volume of air to ensure fast and even baking, whether you're baking, roasting, air frying, or even dehydrating. And they also have something called Element IQ, which means that the oven's six independent quartz heating elements move power where and when it's needed most, whether it's above the food or below the food. Okay. That's all. Yes. I'm glad you got the technical Thank stuff. Thank you. I have to say the technical uh, stuff. <laughs> tell, tell me how it's going to change my life. Okay. Because it's literally going to replace so many small appliances okay. like your what? home. Dehydrator. So I'm tired of paying a premium for, you know, dried fruits mm-hmm. and meats. You can dehydrate um, effortlessly with the super convection oven. Mm-hmm. Slow cooking. Slow cooking? Slow cooking. Cooking. So it can actually slow cook to tenderize and develop complex flavors up to 72 hours on low. Oh, my. Yeah. So if you've got that rib recipe in your family that just goes back generations, you're just going to be the new culinary hero. What about baking, though? Because baking is a, is something that usually needs to go in the oven. Of course. So it, it it's, of course, going to do an amazing job baking. In fact, when I say baking, I say try roasting. That's the first thing we did. We actually roasted a chicken. And the Smart Oven Air, it, de- it delivers optimized heat with the regular convection balance, but we just noticed that the skin was crispy and the meat inside was so tender. Is it big enough for to do a roast dinner for the family? You like can, for you, four? You can actually put a 14-pound turkey in the smart oven air. And I'm not kidding. So it will fit a 14-pound turkey, a five-quart Dutch oven. That's where the slow cooking comes into play. So think about the slow cooker, you know, the the vessel mm-hmm. you have. You could actually put your own food in your Dutch oven and put it in the smart oven air. It can also fit a 12-cup muffin tr- tray or a 13-by-9 pan. So it's it's actually got a one-cubic-foot interior, even though the actual unit is no bigger than some of the deluxe toaster ovens that you see today on the market. What about air fry? I don't know what that is. Oh, my gosh. It is frying without added oil or very little added fat. So air frying is essentially when – so you're going to use a super convection setting. It's going to move air around the product to crisp it. And we actually made chicken wings over the weekend. And I kid you not, they were the best chicken wings we've ever So you had. weren't wiping grease off your chin? No. So essentially what I did is I put the chicken wings, which, you know, let's be honest, have a healthy bit of – fat in them already, but I put them on um, on a baking sheet, put them in the smart oven air, and it air fried in 20 minutes. And when it came out, and again, I didn't add anything else. I wasn't dipping them in like oil. It, it wasn't deep fried. And when they came out, they were super crispy and just delicious. And in fact, last night we did 
frozen french fries. I mean, we all kind of have a bag of frozen french fries that when they go in the oven, they're subpar, but you know, mm. it is, you know, it's there to kind a of bit crispy here, a little bit soggy there. Exactly. A little bit overcooked, <laughs> a little bit undercooked, <laughs> but they actually have a basket that goes into the smart oven air and it circulates the air around it. And when they came out, they taste like a fast food chain, Ooh, you know, French I fry. It. I know. I originally said to my husband, I'll have two fries. When he said, here, try one, I basically went and took his chair. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, what, so what would you say the time, the time comparison would be? So, of course, when you're using convection or super convection, you can save up to 30% mm-hmm. on your cooking time. So it's cooking quickly. And we all know when you cook foods quickly, quickly, that usually traps in the moisture and the tenderness and the juiciness of, of the foods. Quickly too. Easy yes. to clean? Super easy to clean. Perfect. No, no, I'm sold. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no different than, you know, your your regular countertop oven today. I'm not sold until I know how much it is. <laughs> so keep in mind, it's replacing now 7 mm-hmm. to 13 of the small appliances you have. It's five ninety nine ninety five, and you can find more information on breville.ca or you can visit my blog, listentolina.com, because I'm giving one away. You're giving one away? I what? am giving one away currently, yes. Check out my blog. You'll see the entry form. So is there one for one of our listeners and one for one of us? You know what? I'm going straight to Breville, and let's see if we can hook that up. That's a great idea. I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, we're always cut out of this stuff. Well, and I did say that it changed my life. So I did. I kind of have to put my money where my mouth is here. Revel, Kate and I want our lives changed too. <laughs> it's great. You'll love it. No, I can imagine I will. Thanks, Lena. Thank you. Saturday night and the movies. Who cares what picture you see? And Brody always cares what picture you see. And she joins us here at What She Said right now. And we want to talk about, just in time for Mother's Day, Snatched. It is so cute. What a title. uh, Well, it has everything to do with the film. Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn, who's back, and she is so great. They're a mother-daughter team who wind up because Amy got dumped by her boyfriend in the most fabulous dump scene ever. And so, but she has these non-refundable tickets. So off they go to Colombia, and uh, lo and behold, they're uh, they're kidnapped. <laughs> I'm sure the Colombia Tourism Board is very yeah. unhappy with this. But you know, what are you going to do? It's a funny movie. The trailers look like there's huge chemistry between them. Huge. It is. It's so much fun. And I took a friend who really hates everything. Yeah. Who really enjoyed it and laughed out loud. And that's really? always a good sign. <laughs> I always sort of, I always sort of wondered because we haven't seen Goldie in much no, lately. She hasn't done why much at she all. wouldn't have done something with her daughter, but maybe that doesn't maybe work. Maybe that's to come. Maybe it doesn't yeah, maybe it doesn't work. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, it's awfully good to see her back. You guys remember from laughing, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Such a talent. Uh, and I will tell you too that this is drawn strictly down gender lines. Men don't like it very much. They don't get it. But that's what they said about bridesmaids. But John loved bridesmaids. He thought it was hysterical. Well, then you should take him to this. Maybe he'll he'll, he'll be the only guy. Uh, But maybe not King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Well, you know, I couldn't see that for a very good reason. Uh, However, it is getting – last week it was 14 on the tomato meter. This week it's 24. And it stars uh, Charlie Hummum, Hubba Bub, I call him. Uh, as King Arthur. But David Beckham, who doesn't act and can't act, and I've seen his clip, he's in it too. And he's got a fairly, you know, pivotal part. So I'm not sure I'm going to catch up on that. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Oh, Bond Cop, Bad Cop? Yes. Two. Well, two, yes. I don't know if you saw the original with Colin no. Fierre and Patrick Ward. They played a couple of uh, cops who meet over a dead body on the Ontario-Quebec border. And, of course, their whole shtick, it's comedy drama, is how different Ontario ends are from Quebecois. And that's the sort of underlying humor. This is the second edition. And I will say that Colm Fiore's character has learned a bit of French. But this cultural stuff is still there. And it's, you know, it's a theft ring. There's lots of fights and guns and stuff. The usual, the typical. Um, it's an okay film. I didn't like it as much as the first one. But it's a big moment when Bon Cop, Bad Cop comes back. Okay. So, yeah. Now, Laura Potois has... Um doing a follow-up documentary, really, following uh, yeah. on the heels of her controversial documentary on Edward Snowden. Uh, she is she had unimpeded access to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange in making the doc Risk. What's it like? <laughs> it's very good. She does a superb documentary. He is such a camera hog and he's so full of himself and arrogant and cocky and Oh, you just want to wring his neck. <laughs> you do. And I guess, you know, for a man who's in hiding in the Ecuador, Ecuadorian embassy in London against charges in the U.S. and uh, Sweden, you know, he sure likes to be on camera. He likes to be the alpha male and Bob's your uncle. I just, I just found Are him. you saying he likes a little attention? He's an attention – you know the word I'm yeah. thinking of. Uh, <laughs> yes. okay. We're only dealing with initials today. <laughs> yes, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Sounds like more. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really good documentary. Urban Hymn. Yes, interesting stuff. Shirley Henderson, who usually always plays really deep character roles, kind of oddballs, uh, she plays a woman who – a wealthy woman who decides to do a bit of social work on the side. And uh, so she – looks after troubled children and there's a very troubled child who has a great voice. She encourages, she gets a great career. But this whole motion forward, something's going to happen and it's, uh, you know, it has its tragic elements but it's it's quite rewarding to watch. It's Michael Caton Jones and he he usually focuses on, on uh, relationships between people in difficult circumstances in London. Very good. I liked it. Okay, Munchausen by proxy syndrome is something that's always fascinated me. And the yeah. HBO doc Mummy Dead and Dearest <laughs> is all about that. Yeah. Well, do you remember um, this, uh, The Sixth Sense was about Munchausen by proxy? Mm -hmm. So this is about Gypsy Blanchard who's in a wheelchair. Uh, she has so many diseases and so many conditions. She's taking so much medication. And her mother, uh, Dee Dee, sort of controls her life. They're poster children for the disabled having better lives. Well, Gypsy turns around and murders her, her mother. <laughs> and I guess everything has been a complete fabrication. The mother has kept her ill over the years to get all these benefits. Wow. So it is so twisted, so twisted and so brilliantly done. It's it's up there, I think. It's going to get a couple of nominations. Mm, sounds great. Well, thanks, Anne. Oh, you're very welcome. And when we come back, Jenny Diplock on tips for how to maximize your tax refund in TD's Your Story, Your Future. Stay with us. Well, I am sure, as you're all aware, this last month has been all about taxes for Canadians. Well, 
it's actually always about taxes for Canadians, but we just went through the annual tax crunch when we settle up with Revenue Canada. Joining us this evening is Jenny Diplock from TD. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, welcome. Thank you. And we're so happy you could join us to share some tips because, hey, who knows? There are people who are getting a refund. There are. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, we actually conducted a survey uh, a few months ago, and we asked Canadians just that question. And what we discovered is that it's, it's about more than half. 55% of Canadians are expecting a tax refund this year. Really? Mm-hmm. What's, somebody must be asleep at the helmet, the CRA. <laughs> <laughs> when we break it down, um, it, it looks like about 64% of millennials are, are going to expect a refund. And uh, similarly, Gen Xers, about 62% of Gen Xers are also likely to expect a refund this year. Now, many people I've heard in conversation, people saying, I'm getting a refund, and they are seem to talk about it as sort of free money. This isn't the stuff to pay off the mortgage. This isn't the stuff to put into a savings plan. This is free money, and they kind of Many people have an idea that they'd like to blow it on something that they mm-hmm. that they wouldn't normally do. But what should they really be doing with it? Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it is really tempting to think about your refund as free money. And um, I know that it's a, a hot topic or a hot debate in my house every year uh, around what we're going to use the uh, the refund for. I think that although it's tempting to think of it as free money, it's also important to consider how you might... Um, best maximize or aim to get the most value from your tax refund. And depending on what your short or your long-term goals are, um, you may not have to put it all in one spot, but it's still important to weigh out your options and know where your, your, best, uh, your best options lie. And I think that there's, there's probably five tips that I would offer up in that space. Great. Go all for right. it. Number one, I would say um, using your tax refund to help dual your debt can be incredibly powerful. And so we know that um, some customers, about 30, 38% of Canadians, will use their money to pay down their debt, such as credit cards or line of credit. And this can really help pay off uh, the debt faster, um, potentially reduce interest charges, maybe help you build a better credit rating, or even free up some additional cash flow on a monthly basis that used to be going to your debt payments. Okay, well, you shouldn't have credit card debt in the first place if you've been listening to all our TDs, your story, your future. <laughs> You're right. Uh, the second tip that I would offer up is, you know, consider using the refund to invest in yourself. Um, maybe consider joining a fitness class to improve your overall health or, or enroll in a workshop to expand your skills or your knowledge. Um, maybe use it to check something off your bucket list. I think investing in yourself always has a good return on investment. Oh, I like that tip. Tip mm-hmm. number two. Okay. Tip number two. Let's talk about tip number three. I would say consider using your refund to stretch your dollar even further. And so perhaps there's a, an opportunity to use your tax refund for an investment. Uh, you might consider using it to contribute to your RSP. The amount can be claimed uh, as a tax deduction on your next year's return. And so it might even give you a head start on your RSP contributions for, for the year versus waiting for the deadline. You might, might even consider if you have children contributing to an RESP um, or if you're looking to move some of your additional money into a TFSA, uh, it's a great way to, to save money and the interest earned on that money is tax-free. Sounds great. Yeah, that, that's the little portion I, I think of, of as free money. When I look on, on 
online and I see that there's been a, a little dividend payment from my TFSA, it's like, hmm, mm, transferring that over to my account right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice way to, uh, to help your savings grow for sure. Absolutely. What about mortgages? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that you know, my next tip would be around um, making your making home sense. So consider using your, your tax refund for ways to save money around your home. And so perhaps paying down or, or using part of your refund towards your mortgage uh, payments is a great way to, one, reduce debt, um, to, do, to, two, help pay down your principal, and also to reduce your amortization or, or the length of time that it will take to pay down your mortgage. But you might also look at ways to, to use your tax refund to make home sense in smaller ways, which might include things um, that would help you save money within your home. So, for example, you might consider using your refund to switch to energy-efficient appliances or adding new insulation in your attic or um, other, other improvements that might help you save money on your utility bills. Hmm. And, and I think there's also sometimes uh, home improvements that we've been looking to do that will also increase the value of our home. And so you might consider using your tax refund to add additional value to your home um, if, if paying down the mortgage is, uh, is something that you've already sort of got uh, under handle. So, Jenny, in that, that category of tips where we're talking about home, whether it's the mortgage or increasing the value, would you put paying down the, paying down the mortgage, uh, unless you're getting a huge amount of money, um, at, the, at the bottom? Because with interest rates so low, um, I hear a lot of financial advisors saying it's almost not, not worth it. Yeah, I think it does depend on the personal uh, and individual situation. But I think that it is a good point that while rates are low, um, it can be an excellent time to help continue building up the principal uh, and to continue looking for other ways to add additional value to the, the value of your home as well. So I think it's a good point, but it will certainly depend on everybody's individual circumstance and where they're at with their mortgage and what their rate might look like. So we've talked a lot about tips and the 55% of Canadians who are hoping or expecting to get a refund. What about, I guess that leaves around 45% of Canadians who didn't get a tax refund. What should they be thinking about when they do their taxes next year? Yeah, yeah, it's right. It is about 45% of Canadians who, um, who, who won't be getting a tax refund. And I think that there are some things that, that I would recommend there. Um, you know, I think we know that, that a lot of Canadians uh, – you know, don't don't love doing their taxes, and so I think that putting it at the top of your priority list in the new year is, is important. Um, number one, I'd say it's just, it's super important to file on time, and um, you know this can help avoid any late penalties. Uh, I think that that sometimes you know we we have a conception that there's only penalties if you're um, you know if you're going to owe money, but it is possible that something unexpected might arise, and so filing on time can help avoid any additional penalties later. Um, and uh, can can help uh, you know set expectations as well. I think too that um, sometimes we we lose track or um, you know we we don't keep track of all of the the claims and the receipts that are required for mm-hmm. the refund. Uh, I know for myself that that's been a challenge in the past, and so we've got a tax drawer at home now that all all receipts and all papers that come throughout the year that might might need to go to the accountant. Uh, they go in that drawer so that we're not um, sort of running around at the deadline every year trying to, to find those. And so I think that that can be super helpful as well. I think it's, you know, it's also important to remember not to be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in finance, but uh, you know, I still get help to do my taxes, and, and I have an accountant who helps me with that every year. And they, they, they can also be um, there to help avoid some of the com- most common mistakes. 
And I think that Canadians, um, you know, have some common mistakes that seeking help can help avoid. Well, I think uh, just on your point about keeping receipts, I have Mm -hmm. a folder and I have an envelope for each month. And I just stick, I I label them and I just stick them all into the envelope so I know where they are at the end of the year, anything that I think might be important. I think, too, that people maybe feel that, you know, paying an accountant is a lot of money and they can get a tax program. And do you think that sometimes they they lose out because they just aren't aware? Well, I think that, you know, with the the tax rules changing from year to year, it's important to keep up on on what those changes are. And so leveraging the experience and expertise of an expert in that field will help um, make sure that, you know, you're you're managing all of those changes to their fullest and you're getting the the benefit of all of the deductibles that you might be eligible for. And professional fees are tax deductible. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so that's good. what's What's your personal favorite tip? Yeah, good question. I think it changes for me every year. It depends on our own uh, family circumstance. Uh, my favorite is to pay down debt, although uh, I'll be honest with you, this year we, we've moved into a new house and we've got some home renovations that we knew uh, we needed to get done, and so that's where we're going to be using our refund this year. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jenny. Where can our listeners connect with you or TD if they'd like to find a financial representative or find out more about what TD has to offer? Yeah, I would say uh, absolutely visit our website, uh, give us a call or stop into any branch to, uh, to chat with one of our experts. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks so much for having us. This is what she said. Stay with us. What you are listening to is Loving Carefully, the debut single from 19-year-old Andrew Waynes. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. You're based out of Ottawa, and you grew up listening to the likes of Billy Joel, Maroon 5, and the Bare Naked Ladies, artists who ignited your interest for guitar. So tell us how you got started. So it's a funny story. Uh, my my older brother was in the, the guitar club, and so naturally, just out of sibling competition i was like okay i have to play now um so that's how i got started and i just got obsessed with the instrument just right away and started taking lessons from uh, a local teacher named dan hay and and from there he just really kind of i really honed the craft with him and then eventually led to an opportunity playing uh, for this country band across canada but you you have Okay, so this says a fun fact about Andrew. Now, after playing soccer competitively for almost 10 years, you were scouted by a Queen's University soccer coach at 16, Mm -hmm. but you decided to focus on the music career instead. Regrets? No regrets? Honestly, I – with my particular team, I found there was a lot of – it wasn't a true team I found. There were kind of like – there was division among the team and it was very like – I guess hostile just with at some tournaments and stuff. But with music, the people that I'm surrounded by, everyone's kind of in it together and there's a lot more camaraderie. Mm. And, and that's one of the big differences I've, I've found. And I, I've always – music has always had like a special place in my heart for me. So um, no, no real regrets, but I still love the sport. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you're also you've – you're working on your Plan B, which is your a business program at Carleton. Is yes. that tough to balance the two? It, it is very tough because I because I'm doing music full time. Uh, I'm at Carleton doing finance, and then I'm also teaching four nights a week, uh, teaching guitar four nights a week. So 
Um, it is very busy, but I, I have an agenda now. I thought I'd never use one, but I have this agenda and I just plan out, <laughs> plan out my days and just make sure I can get everything done. Absolutely. So my mom doesn't yell at me about schoolwork. Uh, uh, and having a financial background is good in the music business. Exactly. So quickly, if you can, tell us what Loving Carefully is about. So Loving Carefully is – it's about when one person is more invested in a relationship than someone else and you're not really on the same page because nowadays people – fallen out of love so quick it's mm. kind of have to love carefully nowadays but the song it's on my website at www.andrewwaynes.com um but yeah okay well let's hear you perform but if, before we do we just want to remind everyone to please follow us at what she said talk and you can download uh, our podcast as well where you can listen to full shows we will be back tomorrow night now performing loving carefully here's andrew waynes painful and whenever you're weak you're into me Painful, however, you're the second I'm constantly Monogamy was such a waste On all the shooting stars you've placed Maybe it's blasphemy A distorted reality Nobody's loving carefully Everyone is acting dangerously your heart is racing out the door Isn't that what you have trained it for? The way you love is such a hurry The way you leave without a worry Come and go so silently Nobody's loving carefully No, nobody, no, nobody Such a hurry. 